Are you going to do a Freddy Krueger voice? I'm going to bloody try. I'm going. To, I'm probably going to shred my vocal cords in the process. <clears throat> Faster! Th- no, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I one word in, I knew I just abort. Faster! This isn't gonna work. <laughs> Faster than a bastard maniac. More powerful than a loco madman. It's Super Freddy. Oh, watching the audio peak there, and Christ alive, I'm Super Freddy, my baby. Yeah, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, the man of your dreams, the Springfield slasher. He had a lot of names. Did, did he actually have a lot of names? Those were all titles that he had. Freddy Krueger, Springfield slasher, man of your dreams. I can't remember what the other one was. Man of was. your dreams? Yeah, because he, he was in your dreams. You don't know this character, Oh, right? yeah, you know, so, yeah. Hello, welcome to <laughs> Margaret Thatcher 10 Plus Pi. Um, yeah, Hello. Today, Joel's t- telling me and you uh, all about Nightmare on Elm Street, I believe. I'm, I'm also incredibly exhausted and wired on coffee. So this is going to be a, a tone, which is actually kind of appropriate because that happens a lot in the films. Yeah, and by the way, for context, um, he's wired on coffee. It's 6.45pm at the moment. <laughs> I had um, a lot. Yeah, we, we record these audience at... Basically, whenever we're both free in the week, because we have irregular schedules and also we're quite lazy. And <laughs> I just had a long day at work, and I thought, he can't go in with tired energy. And I just had a huge mug of coffee so strong that I could have eaten it with a spoon. And I genuinely getting a slightly twitchy eye. So, you know, artificial energy is still energy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and just so you, just so you know, I did say you know we don't have to record today. I, I'm not forcing Joel to do anything that he didn't choose to do himself. Audience, um, I'm I'm not doing this to my brain and right now my heart, not to record. Yes, yeah, so uh, this may be our last ever episode. I genuinely uh, might die. Like I'm, <laughs> I can smell emotions. It's terrible. But, right, so can you tell me who Freddy Krueger is? Yes, so, uh, way back in early 80s, I can't remember the exact date, the first film, um, we get Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street being a slasher movie about Freddy Krueger. Uh, and we don't get his backstory until quite a way through the film, because it's a, a sort of secret that the town's had. So Freddy Krueger, even before being a supernatural dream murderer was a standard murderer. Uh, he was specifically a child murderer who killed oh a bunch of kids just because he got bullied as a kid, as we find out in later films. What? Yeah. There's a whole backstory that they they don't explain in the first movie why he was a child murderer. It's just, I don't know, these people exist, I guess, and he was one of them. Yeah, and then later on... going to murder. Yeah, and then later on they felt like a need to explain it, and it was weird and fucked up and not that interesting um <laughs> that's the worst combination it really is uh yeah so he was a child murderer he killed uh, a bunch of kids and the townsfolk found out that he did it and he was obviously arrested however it turned out that the warrant was improperly signed and the judge was drunk so they were legally <laughs> forced to let kruger go what now, i'm guessing that they were going to arrest him almost immediately afterwards. It was just a matter of sorting out the paperwork and rebuilding the case. However, the people of the town of uh, Springwood, where this happened, panicked, 
went to Kruger's place of work and burnt him to death. Okay. In well, a, that's the end of that then, I guess, a, right? Yeah, in an act of panicked mob justice. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then I assume from there, Freddy Krueger was no longer a problem to the community and um, everything was all fine. Well, you would assume that, wouldn't you? That would be uh, the standard thing. I mean, the whole thing was swept under the rug and it's presented as a kind of ugly town secret. Right. Um, hence how the first film works, basically. Because uh, a young girl named Nancy and her friends are hounded in their dreams by a mysterious burnt figure. And this is the fun part. Any injury or effect he puts on them in the dream carries over to their real body. Right. So if so you cuts... wake up with like cuts on your face. and Well, you stuff. may not wake up is the thing. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, if he cuts your hand, you wake up with a cut across your hand. And this and is... So... This is Has Kruger's anyone ever watched revenge. someone sleep? Oh yeah, they do it a lot. And then they just like, they're watching the person sleep and they like, they suddenly just get a gash open on them. Yes. In, or... in, in fact, Kruger has used it to communicate with the waking world because in the third movie, someone's like trying to go into their dreams and fight him directly. And as a challenge, some kid he's got like in a coma that he's tormenting, he carves a message into their uh, stomach to send to the waking world. Oh, crikey. It's a real <laughs> fucked up guy. It's like, come and get me, bitch, or something like that. He <laughs> he does use the word bitch all the time. Really? He's, he's like famous for it. <laughs> What's, does, does that come from any, anywhere? Like, it, in his... No, it just seemed to come out of nowhere. <laughs> He just um, likes that word. Fair yeah, because some serial killers in movies like Jason Voorhees are the silent, emotionless, uh, you know, the, the mask and the stabbing and you never know what they're feeling. Freddy Krueger is not that. Freddy Krueger is very talkative. He's got a sense of humor and he really enjoys fucking with people. But so so, and po- does he does he kill anyone apart from kids? Like once you once you turn 18, are you like safe? Well, the implication, in, I mean, in the first film, it's his revenge. The, the townsfolk burnt him to death, and he gets his own back by murdering their children. Um, the children rather, didn't do anything, did they? Well, yeah, but he's, you know, he's carrying on the motif. Yeah, in, yeah. Interesting fact, by the way. The first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, something very fun in the credits, introducing Johnny Depp. Oh. Yep. Is Johnny John- Depp Freddy 20- Krueger? No, no, he he gets probably the most famous death in the first movie, where he's like dragged into a bed and then a giant fountain of blood erupts from it. Is he asleep during this time? Yes. Yeah, you can't if you if you don't if you don't fall asleep, he can't get you. But like, I guess the the scary thing is that the sleep is inevitable. Exactly. Um, that every one of these movies has a point where. A character has worked out what's going on and is like taking stay awake pills and coffee, and that's why I said yeah. what I'm going through is kind of appropriate. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's a certain amount of elasticity to the the dream logic. Like Freddy's form changes from time to time, and he manipulates oh, so the dream world. And he's not always like a man with a burnt face with long fingers. No, he's he's appeared in different forms. At one point in the third movie, he turns into like a giant meat snake with the Freddy face. Sorry, a meat snake with the Freddy face. Well, there, there are two I... things there that I'm going to need explained to me. Yeah, so I I was going to describe him as a snake, but the thing is snake evokes like scaly and uh reptilian, 
Whereas in reality, he just looks like a giant length of burnt meat. <laughs> about, you know, okay. for, about 15 foot long or something. Oh with, God, okay, with, so he's a big lad. Yeah, with the Freddy face on the end, and he tries to eat one of the victims. <laughs> it's a weird movie. Yeah, so is, is it just this one movie, or are there multiple, like, iterations of it? Uh, I don't remember him appearing as the snake again. Um, he take occasionally he'll like toy with his form. The There's a very snake. famous scene in the first one where he he's walking down a dark alleyway and he like ex- um, holds his arms out wide and they extend to the very edges of the alley. Right. And there's also just a bunch of weird shit. At one point in the first movie, a girl's on the phone. Turns out it's in a dream, and Freddy's tongue comes out of the phone. Oh, that's horrid. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. And then the phone tries to kiss her. It's very weird. Oh, Um, so is Freddy Krueger a nonce? (laughs) The thing is, with the child murder stuff, that's always implied, but they never state it directly. Right. But but it's kind of hanging in the air. Yeah, Uh, it's the, the, the elephant in the room. I think Earth. there was a there was an absolutely terrible remake by Michael Bay in 2013 or something where they said it directly. Um, right. But, but that's remake and everyone hates that movie. <laughs> okay. But yeah, he's killed people in all sorts of ways. And this is the weird thing that the first two movies are pretty serious. Like, Freddy has a sense of humour, but it's purely, like, malevolent and frightening. Um, yeah, like he's fucking with his victims before he kills them. Even if they wake up or escape, or if he just lets them go, they've got to sleep at some point. So he can just afford to, you know, have fun with them a bit. And what's he doing when he when he's wait? Is the dream world like his own creation that that he makes, or like is it an actual place that is well, like the waking world that he has to sort of, you know, he's got to get a job and like. I'm uh, not sure. I I think it's. A sort of weird hellish sort of realm that he occupies and can step out of it into people's dreams or pull them into that realm. Okay. The The logic of it is a little bit vague. Um, there, there was a, a really bad attempt to explain why he gained these powers in a later movie, which is that he made a deal with dream demons. And Okay. This is thrown in at the end out of nowhere. So we didn't know anything about dream demons before. They they never explained how Freddy could do any of this. You know, it's like a haunting. You know, we you yeah. Don't it's have like to oh, he's now he he was burned and like it was an unjust killing. So therefore, he's yeah, haunting we, we, them. we don't explain this because we'll never understand. It's supernatural. Yeah, it's his spirit. Maybe it's Freddy doesn't magic. even understand how quite he's doing it. It's just his his rage and vengeance, you know, giving yeah. him this power. Or whatever. Di- in his in his like previous murdering, like I I don't want to call it a career. Like <laughs> it's a uh, hobby. Did, he doesn't yeah. make any money off it, so it's got to be. A hobby. Actually, what was his what was his like life before that? Actually, like I think he worked in like a boiler room in a power plant or something because the boiler room is a recurring piece of imagery that he oft brings his victims there. Right. Well, to his workplace. That's risky. I don't I, I don't th- think you'd get away with that. I think that's where they found most of the bodies. I'm guessing it was pretty lax, you know, working standards. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's also that thing of Freddie famously has a, a glove with five fish hooks on the fingers or not fingers. Yeah, like did, he, fish did he use that in his in his living Yeah, he he had that time. in his living and in the dream world. But 
There's no reason why he has this. It's just he built it for fun, basically. Oh. Because it's not like a... It, a better weapon is just like a normal knife. Yeah. that It's less convenient to have them attached to your... Fi- like, what if you need like to go to the toilet or something? Well, this is the thing. I mean, even in the in the dream, sometimes he's wearing the glove and sometimes they'll do an effect where the knives erupt out of his fingertips to make the glove out of nothing. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, he's magic. He's a magic spirit of a, of a murderer. But you I, don't need to... It's a signature, man. It's his thing. <laughs> Very funny one in the third movie because as as I was saying earlier, Freddy Krueger had a sense of humor, and then the movies after a while started to get a sense of humor. So they were kind of balancing horror and comedy. Three. So is... was it like un like was it like not deliberately funny at first? The first like, the first was, movie was Freddy just like a real fucked guy who is like cracking jokes in a in a malicious manner. It. Yeah, Freddy is having fun with it, but it's just meant to be scary for the audience and his victims. Yeah, like like Like, that sense. I'm going to get you. Yeah, he's really toying with them, but it's only funny to him, not to anyone else. Yeah, (laughs) that started to change after a while. I'm going to talk about the second movie momentarily, and anyone who knows this franchise immediately knows what I'm going to talk about with the second movie. But in the third film onwards, that sense of humor started to bleed into the script. And it would mean that Freddy started uh, performing kills on his victims that were appropriate to them in some way. And sometimes, oh, okay. And sometimes these were very scary and were more, you know, ironic than funny. So in the third film, there's a, a kid who likes uh, puppets and marionettes. And in his dream, Freddy cuts the tendons out of his wrists and ankles and marionettes him like a puppet on them oh fucking hell to, until that's, it, that, that's very grim yeah until eventually just to walk off a ledge and fall to his death and there's a very that's yeah. so fucked yeah but that's good for a horror movie that's a, like a good yeah. bit of visual and it's you know ooh. later movies there's a kid who likes video games and freddie <laughs> just pulls him into a 2d platformer and plays the game. As, as in, like, he's the protagonist. Yeah, the, and, like, char- the character is the protagonist and Freddy's and, controlling and gets, him like... with a Joy-Con. <laughs> <laughs> he, get, well, he gets, like, killed by Bowser at the end. Yes, killed by something. And he's got... And Freddy, at one point, pulls out like, the Nintendo Power Glove that was a thing ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> he loves a glove, does Freddy, doesn't he? He really does. It's At that point, the, the films were just terrible. Or in the third movie, I think it's the first time we hear Freddy go, bitch. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a girl who wants to be an actress in in Hollywood. That's all she talks about. So immediately us watching the film, well, all right, this is going to have something to do with how she dies. Yeah. Freddy lures her over to a TV in her dream. The one thing they like to do is that they kind of, it's not always clear when someone's fallen asleep. That because Freddy makes the, the world of the dream resemble the world of uh, okay. real life. So they they think they're in, you know, reality, but in reality, you know, they're actually in the dream. And the girl walks over to the TV, which is sort of hanging high up on the wall. Uh, she's in a hospital at the time. And there's a <laughs> there's a talk show uh, with a, the host and uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor, who's just in this film for a brief cameo for some reason. And as she walks over to the TV... Freddy's head kind of forms up out of the top of it with the little antenna coming out the top like it's a fucking alien. (laughs) And not through the screen, his head's just on the TV on top of it. 
And she screams, he goes, Welcome to prime time, bitch. And two robot <laughs> hands come out the side, grab her head, and just bash it into the screen. And is that the death? Yeah, and in the real world, someone hears like a smash, runs into the room, and the girl is just hanging from the television with her head in. <laughs> And feet suspended off the floor. And I just wanted to see Welcome what that looks like in the waking world. Yeah, that's the thing. I wish someone was watching that. Does she, like, fly through the air? To, so, or, to, like, she... to be fair, in the very first movie, the very first kill we ever see, a girl levitates off the bed and starts writhing on the ceiling, screaming. So it can reflect the physics of the dream. Can Oh, wow, okay, affect... yeah. But that's quite scary. Uh, you know, her boyfriend just watching in horror as she is cut to ribbons on the ceiling and then just Yeah, drops can you not wake her up? We well, can't reach her. She's on the what? ceiling. Oh, I guess so, yeah. And also, he's just kind of staring like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that's true. Also, if you're already getting cut to shreds, what's, like, shaking you going to do to wake you up? Well, I think if I was get If I... That people, I, I just wake up. Is this another I'm built different moment? I, I, if Freddy Krueger came into my dreams and tried to kill me, I would simply wake up. You know, because you could just pinch yourself. If you see him, you just go like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm having a dream. Right, well, I'll wake up then. Considering they get stabbed and they don't wake up, I'm going to assume that doesn't work. They've always got to be woken up by, like, something outside the dream. I wouldn't. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, again, I, I it's probably just me being built different. But oh yeah, sure. I'm too old for him as well, so that's that's all good. Uh, you yeah. I mean, sometimes he makes an exception and like picks out uh adults he has a specific vendetta against. So Nancy from the from the first film comes back in the third one, and she's an adult at that point, or like a you know early. 20s. Oh, does she not die? No, she survives. It's actually... The first movie ends kind of ambiguously, like, as to whether she lives or not, but then the character was really popular, so they just, in the third film, went, no, she lived, and here she is. Oh, well, good for her. We don't know how she lived, but considering that she was, like, in the dream with Freddy, but I guess guess he just got bored and walked away. the first three movies in preparation for this. It's been oh, a while. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're fun. And I have some real empathy and love for the second movie, which it's time to talk about. Okay, tell me about... Is it just called Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's Revenge. Who's he getting revenge on? Uh, it's not really clear, to be honest. <laughs> I think that was just a... <laughs> you don't, like, that's the thing. You don't have to call it... You can just say Freddy's back. I, like, I don't know. Yeah, I... Because he doesn't lose in the first movie. There's, the first <laughs> movie ends on a twist where, like, oh, they think they've beaten him, and then it just turns out they didn't because it was all yeah, a dream anyway. It's like, it's like the Empire Strikes Back is called that because the Empire is striking back. They're getting... Like, re- revenge of yeah. the Sith is... It's because they are getting revenge on someone who has wronged them previously. If Freddy's yeah. just, like... He successfully murdered everyone. Maybe he's just annoyed that there's no one else to murder. I I must be honest. There is a trend in in uh, slasher horror movies, especially of the eighties, of just the the subtitles being complete bull. Oh, subtitles. <laughs> the, the film titles just being outright lies. Like okay. J- like Jason's dead from Friday the Thirteenth, which he wasn't. Or <laughs> Jason goes to hell. No, he didn't. <laughs> 
Or maybe um, he went to hell like um like metaphorically. Like maybe his his life his world is hell. Well, they weren't usually that uh, that subtle. <laughs> but okay. let, let's talk about the second one, Freddy's Revenge, because even though there's no revenge in it, um, Nightmare on Elm Street Two is a little bit of a departure uh, plot-wise, because rather than just going out for a, on a killing spree, Freddy is trying to uh, gradually possess the leading character, um, right? So that he can then become a proper killer in the real world again, and that you know his mind will will. <laughs> Uh, control this this young boy, and he can and he can kill in Freddy's name, right? Um, and that's all he has in the world. <laughs> what? Just the desire to kill. I mean, I yeah. guess I guess he gets both the real world and the dream world this way. So it is an upgrade. Yeah, um, I guess. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two has gained a infamous reputation or a famous reputation. It's certainly a cult classic for being. The gayest horror movie ever made. Gay as in happy or gay as in a real, real homo? So homoerotic. <laughs> how, how does it manage that? I hope it's... Oh gosh, they're all kids. Well, uh, late teenagers and it's Hollywood, so they're all played by like 25 year Okay, alright, alright. So, so here's the thing, because I watched the first three movies recently, and that included two, which I sat down with, because it's been a while since I saw it. And I remember thinking, okay, I've got to look for the, the gay subtext in the movie. And I had my phone notes out and I'm like, I'm going to keep note. And literally <laughs> 10 minutes ten minutes in, I just put the phone away going like, this isn't subtext. This is <laughs> this is so unbelievable. And I'm not saying that as a criticism. I actually no, really just, like it. it's just text. It, I mean, it's, it's really like, people don't like this movie. And I think it's really underrated. I actually like it more than three, which is considered just blasphemy in the right like, in, Elm street community in the community yeah is, is there a community like a, a big like a like, cla- like classic stuff. horror aficionados yeah, yeah. you know but i i it's the thing is it's really unclear if this was known that it was gonna do that in the oh god how do i phrase this it feels like the creators had no idea that they were making the gayest movie ever, ever <laughs> how did but, they do that but you can't, but you wonder just watching it like how do you not realize how like what level of denial do you have to be in like there's moments that feel like they're meant to be like weirdly personal like the possession stuff sometimes it's played as like uh horribly sexualized but right. there's also just a lot of moments so the fact that Jesse is trying to be possessed by Kruger there's just a lot of comparisons between like there's a man there's lines like there's a man in me trying to get out <laughs> or like he's trying to get inside me again um there's oh, a no. bit where there's a there's a recurring like very uh homoerotic friendship he has with another male lead which isn't played as such but is clearly so very like romantically tinged you know there's like shirtless wrestling that happens on all the time and locker room I'll do that moments. with the boys all the time that's not gay hey uh, we do, we've done okay. that Joel okay how about this then there's a bit <laughs> there's a bit where because Jesse has uh, a girlfriend <laughs> sure um and they have a kissy, you know, make-out moment. And then Freddy... Possess- is Jesse a boy, sorry? Yes, Jesse is a boy. Okay. And then Freddy possesses Jesse uh, for a second. And a long, like, three-foot tongue grows out of his mouth. Oh. Uh, 
and then and and understandably Jesse panics and runs to his best friend Grady. And but what this means is that Jesse was making out with his girlfriend, panicked, and ran to Grady, who he approaches while Grady's asleep in bed and is like lying behind him, waking him up. Um, uh, and he's, has he still got this big tongue? Not now. It's like just for a second. <laughs> and and he says a line like something is trying to get into my body, and Grady replies, "And you want to sleep with me?" And you're just going, <laughs> "How did you not know?" And this is not even the worst of it because there is a recurring joke where they keep finding their their gym teacher, their school gym teacher, at a gay S and M club. <laughs> And that well, how, gym teacher is actually... Sorry, how much of a repeating motif can it... How many times do you have to find your gym teacher at a gay S&M club for it to I, be a thing th- that happens? I think it's at least twice. And then the, the gym teacher is killed by uh, Freddy um, uh, by being... And I swear to God, this is the moment of death. He is tied up by his hands and wrists, wrists in a shower room stripped of his clothes and whipped across the buttocks with a towel until he eventually <laughs> dies. How is that going to cause death? Well, I don't... Well, how, it's def- how long do you have to be whipped across the buttocks with a towel to die? Well, all right. I, that, like, that's, wanna... that's, that's slightly... Pre- he's whipped across towels... Uh, he's whipped with a towel and then um, is, like, slashed across the back when, you know, the pain is, like, torturous. Okay, um, right. But you watch this thinking... You must know. Yeah, when was you, when was the, when was it made? Uh, Mid eighties. Do, do you reckon it was like mid I mean, eighty six maybe, maybe or something? I'm not sure. I might just be reading too much into it, but like, is it? Do you reckon there was the kind of it, it was influenced by like gay panic kind of uh, zeitgeist of the I time? I mean, maybe the fact that Freddie, the the one thing that is clearly played overtly like homoerotic is. Freddie trying to possess Jesse. Yeah, like, there's a point, and that where, being evil as like a... yeah, that that's not. I mean, the I kind of love that because again, this movie I think is unjustly derided, but it's become like a cult classic in both horror and uh, gay film circles. And oh, really? And yeah, and the guy who played uh, Jesse, an actor named Mark Patton, um, has gone on to do like a lot of charity work for LGBT. Um, oh, what a ledge. Works as, yeah, I mean, he's a genuinely cool guy. Um, but I absolutely recommend watching it because it is just a a fascinating would you recommend watching it on its own like independent of the the good the good ones I mean I I don't think it's that bad there is admittedly one moment at the end that's just dumb as rocks where um, Freddy Krueger finally manifests in the real world uh, possessing Jesse but he has no dream powers in the real world. So it's just him running around a teenager party with a claw going, <laughs> somehow so less scary, especially considering that Robert Englund, the actor who plays him, just isn't that tall and most of the teenagers are like six inches bigger than he is. Yeah, two truths and a lie. Two truths and a yeah. lie. I- I'm doing victims. and Victims ways- of Freddy. Ways they died. God, my throat is <laughs> ragged at this point. Can, can we have a supercut of all the times that you horrifyingly wretch? Um, we could have an episode of it, frankly. <laughs> Just um, save I'm, every little clip of it, and we can make a little like we can make a remix song. 
Well, something. it's better than your fucking ASMR habit. It's not a habit. I'd forgotten about it until now. But I thank you for reminding me. Oh, stop that. <clears throat> I have a pop filter, actually, so it's harder to get right up close to the mic. Right. Two Truths and a Lie is uh, victims this week. Three people who have been killed by Freddy Krueger and the outlandish ways in which they died. Guess the fact from the fiction, James. All right. Which of these is true? A character who was turned into a cockroach. A character who was killed by scratching a chalkboard. And a character, <laughs> character who was killed by swimming goggles. Right, so I mean, kill by swimming goggles sounds like something that would happen to me. I I put them on way too tight, and then uh, it oh, feels fun- like I'm being killed. Funny you mention that. That is how she dies. <laughs> what? She tightens them too much. Well, she doesn't do it. Oh, I guess Freddy Krueger. Well, and just yes. like, do, like her eyes gouge out horrifyingly. Well, Jenny Masters is <laughs> again in the later movies. Basically, every character gets one personality trait, and that would and be how they like, die in swims. the dream. Uh, yeah, she wants. she's a school swimmer and she wants to go pro to the Olympics. Good for her. She has a dream where she's swimming up and down in a big swimming pool and then Freddy pursues her as a giant octopus monster. Oh dear. Uh, she escapes into a locker room, apparently escaping him, but then the goggles that she's been wearing around her head suddenly tighten and there's a bit of screaming and pulling at them and then her, and then her head bursts. <laughs> her head bursts! Just complete pow. Okay, uh, you know what? I believe that. Um, it it sounds stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm it, he must love the chase as well because surely he could very easily, if he can turn into an octopus, he can manipulate your goggles at will. Yeah, he does seem sort of omnipotent in this world. So like, he he must love to toy with you, and like he loves the chase, and he loves the um, not not the. Not television program, The Chase, which I also love. <laughs> well, we don't know what his personal tastes are. But, I reckon yeah. he's more of a pointless guy. Yeah, he can fuck with people for as long as they want, because they got to sleep sometime. Yeah, exactly. God, what a horrible guy. Um, so, what was, the, what was the second one, sorry? The other two were turned into a cockroach and killed by scraping a chalkboard. Right, so is the kid scraping a chalkboard? No. The kid is wearing a hearing aid in the dream... Right. Which, which Freddy turns into a weird parasite and turns the amplification up to, like, maximum power. Right. And then, now that he's hearing everything at, like, a thousand times the volume, Freddy scratches his claws along a chalkboard, and the again, the kid's head explodes. <laughs> this was a recurring theme in the last one, because clearly they just had the effect, and they wanted to keep doing it. They were like, oh... Uh, oh, that, that's a really cool thing to do. Like, this kid's got a hearing aid on. Let's let's crank it up. Let's. But they wouldn't die from that. They just go deaf. So, like, oh, it's all right. Yeah, the head explodes. That that works. That works. It's a dream logic, man. <laughs> and the first one was he, a kid gets turned into a cockroach. She does indeed. So, what's what's her personality trait that requires her to be turned into a cockroach? I'm not sure because. Her, I mean, it's been a while since I saw this one. You know, it's just one of the later films I haven't got around to. But she is so. This character Sheila is a uh, a workout girl, like you know, always at the gym, always getting getting swole, feed the soul, that kind of thing. (laughs) Right. 
So why does she get killed by like dumbbells or like or like a, a poisoned protein shake or something? Well, that's sort of in it. There is also a really throwaway moment at the beginning where she sees a cockroach on her breakfast toast, drops it to the ground and crushes it. Now that's not a trait specific to her, I would say. I think anyone would see a cockroach on their breakfast and go, "Ugh." Yeah. Like you you want to get rid of the cockroach. Yeah, that's not weird. Or that's not like a personality quirk. No, no. And it's certainly not something that I'd feel is like poetic justice if I was killed in the same manner. Like, yeah. I, I personally, I wouldn't feel like morally challenged by like, oh, what if you were that cockroach? It's like... like, <laughs> yeah, I, like it's not something that would really get me. It'd be like killing me for going, to, like in a way, including going to the toilet. Yeah, that is something <laughs> I do. But it's it's not a cornerstone and it, and, and of it, who it, I it, am. And it is, it is quite harmful to those around you as well. Um, right, so we've got Cockroach. Yeah, so she is uh, lifting barbells in a dream. And then Freddy pushes the barbell down so it breaks her elbows. And then her arms fall off and insect legs come out. And she scuttles away, turning into a cockroach until eventually getting stuck on a glue trap. And, and, uh, and so, like, in real life, is she now a cockroach? I don't know. The wiki doesn't say, and it's been a but while. I since would I love saw it if, in real life, she. <laughs> it, it, she may as well. They do change to reflect the. Truth. Yeah, exactly. That's what, yeah. That's what you said. So, like, surely, if they change to that, their injuries um, translate to real life. Then surely the their well, like, there, there's a transfiguration real, probably does as well. There's a real link between the dream world. Like at one point, someone grabs Freddy's hat and then wakes up, and they've. Then they've got the hat in the real <laughs> Freddy's world. horrible fucking fedora. <laughs> I mean, then he gets a new one, so I guess he can dream create fedoras, which yeah. is a hell of a he power. Could, he could solve world hunger. Yeah, but he doesn't want to, James. <laughs> he doesn't... I don't want to. I want to murder children. <laughs> this is the I don't want to cure uh, cancer, I want to turn people into dinosaurs logic yeah, all over again. Yeah. <laughs> is that a real yeah. comic? <laughs> That was from uh, Spider-Man. We talked about this in the Marvel episode. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Oh, what a treat. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, right, so what do I think is lying? What, what are you lying about? I believe so, them all. Um, so, goggles, the cockroach, or the chalkboard? Goggles, cockroach, or chalkboard? I think... I don't know. Maybe you would have made up goggles because I mentioned that I've been swimming recently. Um... I'd forgotten you mentioned that to be honest. Well, yeah, there we go. I mean, it wasn't that interesting, I'll be honest. No, so I I, I don't know what, like... uh, I'm going to say you're lying about the cockroach because it seems the easiest to make up. Well, clearly that's an indictment of the writers of that movie because that was a real one. Which which one which one is not true, Joel? The, go- the goggles was a lie. Okay, <laughs> and I, and you know why it's a lie? Not because of the swimming thing, but because they absolutely not would not have had the budget in a later movie to turn Freddy Krueger into a. That would have been fair. so far out of there. And so so do. a kid's head actually did explode. Yep, from chalkboard when... screech. I mean, to be fair, I hate that noise. Oh yeah, so do I. But like, it wouldn't make your head explode, like literally explode. Well, if you've got make... if you've got powered up uh, hearing aid put in, that would also that would still not do that, Joel. I, <laughs> I hate to tell you, we can we can try it out if you like. 
Yeah, let, let's get someone with a hearing aid and just really put the screws to them. <laughs> I meant we could put one on you, but yeah, all right. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, and the cockroach one was real. Again, I don't think a cockroach is like hating a cockroach is not a is not weird or like unique. No, quite a lot of people. I I, I kind of think they're a bit gross. They're quite unique among bugs that like no one likes them. Like there are people who really like ants. There are people who are like oh, I love. Moths or whatever. I guess no one's they're, like they're associated cool. with vermin, aren't they? Yeah, but a lot of things are associated. Like rats are associated with vermin, and they people keep them as pets. I That's think they're true. very cute. I wonder though if there is somewhere like a person who's really into cockroaches. Oh, probably. Um, oh, if, if you're listening, cockroach somehow, man, it is somehow acres worse than like you have the crazy cat lady. You'd have like the crazy cockroach lady. Yeah. <laughs> If you are a crazy cockroach lady uh, listening to this, please, uh, we uh, we offer you an open invite to come on an episode. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you're a crazy cockroach lady, my phone yeah. number is... <laughs> we would like to have you on an episode, not to talk about any, any like, it, it would be a deviation from the norm. And yeah, find, a, find a cockroach wiki to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about cockroaches to us. I, I would really want to know the appeal. Um, right. But yeah, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. That was oh god! I love talking about horror. I'm going to do another horror property at some point in the future. I've got oh, plans. absolutely, you should. I've got plans, but because you won't watch them, because you're a big no, I won't. Coward I chicken don't... boy. I'm a chicken boy. I'm a, I'm a call me call me Kentucky Fried baby. So um, what pathetically PG property are you pulling for us next, James? I'm going to be talking to you about madagascar i like to move it move it you know what i'm talking about the madagascar franchise there were so many ideas you were percolating for the next episode and i hate that you pulled on that one yeah oh, to be fair some of the other ones were potentially worse but you know they, they'll they'll come later don't you worry yeah, but you, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have prompted you to sing That's hit, the subs- thing. hit subscribe and then you'll get all of these that are going to stress joel out a lot which is really mm. what i'm here for um so yeah there's a surprising amount week, of content in this one. There's a surprising amount of content in the Madagascar cinematic universe. So I, I do cinematic encourage you to tune universe. in. <laughs> yeah, the MCU. Uh, oh God! <laughs> I encourage you to tune in. Uh, and yeah, yeah, you can you can follow our social medias on at Ten Plus Spycast. That's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can follow me at James MacLaw. And where can we find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me and all my posting about dream murderer milfs at Freddy Cougar. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it was either going to be that or Cougar I hardly know of. I really like Freddy Cougar. That, that one's got me.